Welcome to Forging the Journey podcast, where we discuss the joys and the struggles of business ownership and entrepreneurship. My name is Jared. And I'm Greg. All right, man. How's it going? Oh, man. I, I, I'll be honest. This is, uh, I've been looking forward to this week. This is, this is Black Friday week. Um, I just, we have so much going on and, and I couldn't, you know, last week and I couldn't wait to get, get back out here to work and it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. Just, uh, you know, it's fun giving customers a deal and seeing them excited and, um, plus we just have a ton going on here. Yeah, I've been, sure. I've, been, I've been staying in front of the CNC machine a lot, uh, which is fun and it's exciting too. So awesome. It's been great. How about you? Uh, How's same thing, been? man. Um, staying busy we have our black friday sale going on and that always makes things hectic and crazy but it's always good i like this time of year i like you know like you said it's exciting to be able to offer people discounts and see them excited about the product and it gives people an opportunity that maybe you know it wasn't within their budget the rest of the year but they're a good supporter good follower of the company gives them an opportunity to jump on board and then really become a part of, you know, the movement, I should yeah. say. You know what else is exciting is, is you know, I, I, I talk to these customers that they're excited because they, they bought their dad and their uncle and their son one as well, you right. know, and it's, and it's really cool to see people being generous as well. Yeah, um, and it's, like I said, it's a time of year where, I don't know if it's the same for you, but this time of year typically things pick up for us we get pretty busy um and it's neat i remember very clearly when we started ta targets i think it was in our second year that i really started noticing it Um, but people were buying our products for christmas gifts and i just remember that was really impactful for me because i saw it was actually christmas day we saw a pile of posts come out with people tagging us and saying, you know, check out this cool target I got for Christmas. And it just, I remember it just kind of set me back. Yeah. I was like, man, somebody's actually really pumped about having our product. Yeah. So this, this time of year is awesome to me. I really, I really do enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I'm Plus, pretty- you know, if, you know, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. It's just, it's just all about family and food and football and, you know, it, it's not it's it's not all commercialized, and you don't have to go around and spend a ton of money on gifts. And right, I don't know it's just it's, it's really just about being together and being, <clears> being with family. And yeah, yep. so that yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to you know I'm looking forward to that. I saw um, I don't take too much more time, but before we get into this, but I. Saw a funny video you posted of Dusty wrapped up in uh, in shipping labels. Oh yeah. So it seems like yeah. I mean, I I definitely, you know, I feel like we're the same way on this end, and it's yeah. cool. It's cool to be busy. It's really it's really cool. Absolutely. And there's you know there's a little bit of I don't know about you, but like you know especially this time of year, business is booming, and. And 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 you kind of get used to that. You're like, man, you know, you know, we have orders flying out the door, and the, and you're and you're building and packing product, and it's just it's hustling and bustling. Plus, there's you know, you know there's, there's some nice days of sales happening and stuff. 
and then it ends. Yep, you hit January. <laughs> and, you, and you hit January, and like even like kind of the end of December a little bit, and it and it and it dies off. And you kind of hit, at least I do. I kind of hit this depression, like, oh no, you know, you know, you know where's our sales? How are we going to do this? Right. <laughs> that sort of thing. And it it's just because you go from the super amplified time of year to a dead time of year. Yep. And uh, you know, at least this year, you know, this is my third year doing this, so I'm I'm expecting it more, and uh, and it always picks up. It always picks back up. So just yeah, January is one of those weird times where, you know, for anybody listening, if you're going to start your own business or anything, I feel like it's fairly consistent across industries. It's that weird time after Christmas where everybody's already spent their money and probably spent too much money, mm-hmm. and so it, it's just that one month where it's weird. Nobody's yep. really buying anything, and then you hit February, and all of a sudden people get you know start talking tax returns. Right. And then you realize, oh, it's okay. You just keep marketing, keep doing your thing. And, you know, for us, in my experience, I've just seen that, yeah, it might slow down for a little bit, but at the same time, it rebounds fairly quickly and consistently. Well, and, you know, you know, January is still busy. You know, we have, we have shot show thrown in there. Um, I'm going to have a new product rolling out. And, you know, so there's, there's going to be other stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it being a little slower right. to give us a chance to kind of get our ducks back in the row for the year. Same for me, man. To breathe. So I'm, I'm actually kind of, if it does get slow, I'm, I'm, I'm it'll be, it won't be a bad thing. Uh, if it stays busy, that'd be great too. But right. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's get into this. Yeah. For everybody listening, last last episode. Greg interviewed me, and you kind of got a little bit of, you know, I kind of use this a lot, but maybe it's cliche, maybe it's not, but I kind of got the 30,000-foot view. Maybe it was 10,000-foot view of TA Targets and kind of how it began and, and how it got started. So now this week, we're going to talk to Greg about the Neomag and, you know, the, the kind of the backstory behind it. And we're going to dive into things, and I'm going to kind of just freestyle this with Greg and there's going to be points where he'll elaborate, and I elaborated last week. But we are going to learn more, obviously, as we go forward with the podcast. Um, but I think first, Greg, just the the simple question right at the beginning is just give everybody a little bit of background about you. And you know, take that where you want, but um, probably just about yourself outside of the business, just so people can get to know you a little better. Sure. Um yeah, I gotta think. So I was born February. No, I won't go back that far. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I've been born and raised here in Ohio. Um, I found out pretty early on in high school that I really enjoyed engineering. Like I, I knew from maybe sophomore, junior year of of high school what I wanted to do, and that and that was being engineering. Um, so, I got my engineering degree and bounced around from, um, my first job was like a mechanical engineering job I did, um, like compression and, and mold tooling for a couple years. Um, that made me want to poke my eyes out. And so, it just because I'm, because I'm also a very art, artsy and creative person. Right. Um, 
and just sitting at a desk drawing drawing mold tools was was killing me. So I wanted to do something a little bit a little bit more creative. I was lucky enough to get a job um, a retail display company, um, and, and that was a blast. And that was just because you're dealing with you know with all all, all different types of products. You know, I'm, I'm doing displays for. Um, Oh man, for uh, for speaker companies and um, toy companies and tires. I mean, you name it. Um, we did displays for those things, and so that you know that was fun because I get to I'm hands on with product and I'm doing prototyping and and so anyway, um, you know. So I, I and I did that for well, twelve, thirteen years, something like that. Um, before I came up with the Neomag. Um, is, is that kind of what you're yeah, looking for? And what, I, I could get into a lot of <laughs> No, I know. We, stuff, could, we could run all over the place with that. I know that was a very yeah. open-ended question, but I think that I think it's neat how, and I think we both are on the same page there, that we kind of charted our destiny or what we'd call our destiny where we thought we were going to go, and then life kind of came and took a different turn. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's part of your story, and that was what I wanted to lead that into was what the heck prompted the Neomag? I mean, why did a guy who had a, a job that he enjoyed, you know, create this product that ultimately ended up becoming his business? So, um, I have been, I, I had my concealed carry for, for a number of years, um, before I started taking some classes and, and this one class I took, the instructor um, really really put an emphasis on it's important to carry a backup magazine. And I bought into it. I believe it. And and so I think I was just carrying, gosh, it was like a little Caltech PF9, which don't yeah, buy those. Those are fun. I, I had one of them for a little bit. <laughs> well, They're if I could have got mine... If I could have got mine to cycle through a whole magazine, right. then I probably would have liked it. That's what I was about uh, so, to say. That's why it was fun, is because it was great for failure drills and, and yeah, absolutely you know, malfunctions. <laughs> yeah, I I hated that gun, but so so honestly, that was a whole other reason to carry another mag because I knew I was probably going to need it. Um, so I would throw it, you know, I throw it loose in my pocket. I hate loose things in my pocket. Like I don't even carry change. If I if I'm in a store and I pay cash and I get I get change back, I'm finding somewhere right a change tray or something like that to get rid of it. So you know, having a magazine in my pocket was driving me nuts. And then the more training I took, the more um, you just you know, you know the more I realized if I need that magazine, you need it. it I need it. Right. It's, you know. It, it, you know things are are, are really really bad. Um, I need it. I need it quickly. I need it perfectly uh, for for the reload. Um, so you know, I, I'm a big uh, knife collector and, and knife carrier, and, and so I'm looking at my knives, and I'm like, you know, they all have pocket clips on. I can carry a pocket knife every day, and not even really realize that I right. have it. Just there way I can pocket, and you forget about it. Right? Like, is there a way that I can do that with a magazine? And so I looked in, you know, I looked in, uh, looked around, see if there's anything that would work for what I needed. And there was, there was like one or two things out that 
I, it just didn't look like a good solution. So um, I'm sitting there at, at my job and I'm, I'm using these rare earth magnets to hold together displays. And, and so I, I which actually, at this point, I had my shield. So I take my shield mag out of my uh, pocket and I put a magnet on it. it sticks really well. And so I kind of, I, I grab a piece of sheet metal and bend it up and, and glue a magnet inside of it and stuck that in my pocket. And that's kind of how things began. It, it worked and I, I made another one for a buddy of mine uh, who owns a gun range. And I went over his gun range and started measuring every single magazine that was there and sticking magnets to them and, uh, until I came up with kind of what the Neomag is. And, and honestly, you know, I came up with kind of how I wanted it to work and how I wanted it to come together. And I was in this EDC group on Facebook and I, and I posted a picture of it up there and I, and I'm like, Hey guys, you know, I just came up with this and it, it, it's been really nice for me. Is there anybody else who might want me to make one for him? I figure, um, you know, I'll get a couple guys and I'll just go in my garage and, and make these things. Right. That, that post blew up like hundreds of comments. My, my DMS just, you know, like I got just tons and tons of DMS of people asking for them. And, um, I, I even had a couple, like I even had a company or two reach out. Um, just with their input and stuff, and they're like, they're like, hope you know what you got here, and um, which I didn't, I had no idea, right? And you know, I thought I'd just be making these a couple of times in my garage. Well, that never really happened. I, I, I had a hundred orders within a day or two, and uh, and thankfully because of my job, I had a lot of connections for. Uh, force manufacturers so I and I was an engineer so I just drew everything up and sent them out and got some parts made and 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 built them and it snowballed from there right and that's you know for me personally when when I first talked to you and I and again I don't remember exactly the scenario how we got in touch but when I first learned that about you that it was almost I'm just gonna use the phrase accidental company um, it, it's kind of one of those things where I think that in my mind, when I thought about going into business, I was like envisioning, you know, these people that just one day you're sitting under an apple tree, the apple falls on your head and then, um, you get this idea and it snowballs from there. You know what I mean? It just kind of falls in your head, but it actually happened with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. I mean, us three plus years has just been, it's been crazy. I mean, I, I wake up every day just so thankful that, that I get to do this. And, um, you know, it's an industry that I, I love, um, the people that I meet in this industry just continually blow me away just how cool they are. Um, it's, it's also a, a very tough industry to be in. Sometimes I question why I want to be in an industry that, that seems like 
it's getting more and more hated by right you always feel like you have someone against you holding you back yeah and then there's man there's been so many i i really feel like there's there's more outlets against me than there are for me just right you know politically i got china copying me i've got it just um you know, i got the irs <laughs> you know like <laughs> they just they seem to want more and more money and um but yeah, you just have to roll with that stuff. Yeah, and I mean it's it doesn't matter what you do. I I feel like I feel like there's definitely industries that would have an easier time in some aspects and as we go through this podcast, you know, we'll talk about things like Facebook ads and Google ads and things like that that we've come up with and, and had to fight against, but I I really think I think we have some special issues that we're up against in the firearms industry, but I think that each industry probably has its own leaps and hurdles you know from a government level from a regulation standpoint and then right just reaching your consumer so yeah but i there is a definitely a special struggle that we go through with the firearms industry yeah for sure so you know and bouncing off of the question that i just gave you you know about what prompted the neomag in, in your business startup did you plan at any point on being self-employed, you know, while you were working your previous job or at all, even in your past at all, was this ever part of, of Greg's ultimate plan for his life? It wasn't until maybe a year and a half, two years in, um, I was getting up at 4am to work Neomag before going to my day job. And then I would come home, have dinner with the family, put the kids to bed, and I'm back down in the shop until midnight one. And that's that's how it was right. for a couple of years. And um, and between my wife and I, just talking about things, we're like something something has to give. This isn't this isn't sustainable. Um, and what I really wanted to do was continue trying to take Neomag where it could go so at that point um the goal became to do this full-time so uh i I met with my with my accountant and we went over some numbers and and came up with a game plan and i think by the following february i quit my job and i went full-time and that's awesome man that again that to me is so inspiring and i personally guarantee that anybody who's going to stick it out through this podcast is going to be inspired by that and you know with that being said just know guys anyone listening to this podcast that that doesn't mean that it's easy you know you know what i mean greg it yeah even though you kind of organically came up with this idea and then it hit the market and became extremely popular because there was a need for it that may not happen to every, you know what I mean? That may not happen all the time. No. And, and it doesn't uh, it, mean you worked less for it. You put in time. And I, definitely. I, it, I also, in some ways feel like I did kind of have it easy. Um, just because I had a product that I kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like I kind of wonder about it differently than what a lot of business owners go. A lot of business owners <clears throat> have an idea um, that they 
that they just go to market with and then try to make it work. Right. Whereas I had a product that was working and I tried to make it into a business. Yep. Um, and anytime I talk to, well, I'm going to save this comment for the last question. Okay. Uh, the one question I know you're going to ask. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Go Fair ahead. enough. So if you don't mind me asking, and this is something that I really want to talk about on the podcast at some point. Too. I mean, all of it is, but you talked about your wife a little bit. And what I want to know is, did she support you from the beginning? Did she believe in this like you did as soon as you saw that initial reaction? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's been absolutely amazing through through this whole thing. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't ever think of one time where she has been negative or had a discouraging comment or anything. She's just, she's totally just trusted, trusted me and trusted the process. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, she's been amazing. And how important do you think that is to you as a business owner? Because there's, there's going to be a lot of people that are listening. I mean, obviously, there's going to be single people listening. But you had – let me ask you this before I go back into that question. You had kids already when you started Neomag, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So how important was that dynamic then? I mean, you know, I, I – just yeah, speak I on that a little with, bit. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have done it without that support, mostly just because um, – because I was putting so much time right into it, um, I definitely, <clears throat> I definitely didn't spend as much time with my family as I could have in, in those first few years. Yeah, <clears throat> and and my my wife was willing to be supportive and understand what what this was taking, and that um, and that it was. It's going to be worth it, and I also think, you know, because we communicated, she understood that that this that how things were right then wasn't how I was going to allow things to always be. Exactly. You know, yep. M- you know, my family is extremely the most important thing to me, um, and I was going to do everything I could to make sure that this business wasn't always sucking this much time from me. And I find, for me personally, that my wife is a balance. She kind of keeps me in check. And I, that's why I wanted to dive into that because I think that that's an important aspect that people should consider. I'm sure you thought at the beginning, obviously when you started your business, there's going to be a money investment. You're going to invest some risk monetarily, but I think it often gets overlooked how much time you actually put in. And that's why I wanted to touch on that just briefly. And, yeah. you know, it's really cool to see that dynamic because I understand what it's like to have kiddos because I've got kids as well. And it is not easy to no. start the business, maintain family family life, and, you know, with touching back with what you were saying about starting earlier before work and then, you know, after work. You can't always just go cold turkey and start your own thing, right? Would you agree no. with that? Absolutely. And I would, would never... I would never tell somebody to do that either. Right. I get asked, I get up a lot by, you know, by these young companies or some guy that's got an idea that wants to, wants to come to market. And, and I mean, I tell people 
work your job as long as you can. Why would you give up a, a, a steady income stream if you don't have to? Right. Um, it's going to suck. You're going to be working a ridiculous amount of hours, but um, it also gives you a lot of freedom to to make purchases for your for your company that you won't normally be able to do. Right. Somewhere somehow you have to have money coming in. Yep. You can't not have money all of a sudden decide you're freelancing or you're an entrepreneur, go dive into the world with no funding of any kind and then Well, I also don't think that you should be I also don't think you should be borrowing that money. Yeah, if you can That's... for sure, if you can if you can slowly organically start out I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Work your job. You you got to you got to put your head down and bulldoze through the time investment, but on the other side of that now, you know, I can tie this into do you what's what's your schedule like? What do you do? I mean, do you have more freedom now or, you know, explain that a little bit. Give people a view of the dynamic of what Greg does every week. Um it's it, it's funny. I thought that when I went full-time uh, for this that I was going to suddenly have, you know, since I was working twice as much before that I was going to have twice as much time now because I only had one job. Um, it's funny how it never works like that, right? <clears throat> that's not proved to be the case at all. No. Um, you know, my job is, has changed, especially recently after hiring Dusty. Um, I definitely, before the CNC machine, uh, before adding machinists to my uh, out of my job list, um, you know, it, it it's gone from purely building and assembling and ordering, um, and also, man, I, I mean, the first couple of years, I I literally, I literally did everything, um, you know, web design and customer service and advertising and just, just all those things. Um, and now, and then it went, you know, as soon as I hired, I hired Dusty, um, I was able to let go of, of building Neomags, um, for the most part, I, every now and then I do a little bit, but, but I was able to let go of that so I could focus on, on getting back to engineering and, um, and, and working on new products. And like I said, I got the CNC machine, so, um, you know, so I've been kind of married to that thing lately. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I each day, oh, go ahead. Each day is a little sorry. different. That's no, right. Um, I mean, each day is a little different, but um, it, it's just, as far as freedom goes, I've I've got the freedom to work whatever eighty hours that week I want to work. <laughs> right. It's all it's all gonna yeah. get done. I mean, last night I was out here in the shop till about one. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, um, so, you have the freedom to not work if you want to, but at the end of the day, you realize that your business is literally on your shoulders. If you want it to succeed, you're going to put the time in. Yeah, it, if I don't do it, there's no one else to do it. Right. And if if I don't if I don't push this rock, it's not going to roll. Yep. It never will. And uh, right. you know, you touched on the CNC machine, and you know, maybe you're not comfortable even going into this at all, but. What's up with that? What's next for Neomag? Why do you got this CNC machine, and uh, what are your plans? And go with that wherever you are comfortable taking that. Sure. So, um, 
you know, just another little tidbit for 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 people is um, once you go full time, obviously paying yourself becomes becomes one of your priorities. But right. But one of the nice things about um, is why I tell people to work another job as long as they can is because you're going to be able to put more of that money back into the company. Um, if you're getting into business to try to line your pockets, it's probably not going to go well for you. If you go into business to grow your business, then things are going to go well for you. And, and the CNC is one of those things. And, and frankly, the CNC is the first thing I've had to take a loan out on. I've paid cash for everything else for the business yep. um, up until this point. And, frank, and I plan on having the CNC paid off by next year. Awesome. Um, but the main goal with that was, well, I mean, there's two things. One was to bring some production in-house, um, which is what I've been doing this week is I've been, I've been machining one of the parts for the Neomag, and that saved me a lot of money. Um, but more importantly is I don't want to just be a one-product company. Uh, I feel extremely thankful and grateful that I've been able to to do what we've been able to do with one product, um, but I want I want to grow more than that, and so uh, I've been using it to to kind of proto and concept, and I've actually got another product done and sitting on a shelf, um, pretty much ready for launch. That I would <clears throat> that that I, I want to be able to do. Um, I mean, I I would have been able to do it through another machinist, but it would have taken a year, whereas I was able to engineer and concept and go through revisions all within weeks instead yep. of That's priceless. Months or, yeah, it's just, you know. So that's kind of the main, main thing with that. Um, at, at some point, I'm going to need to hire somebody to, to stand in front of that because... The downside has been I've been I've been used I've been so focused on that that there has been other things I've been letting slip. So yeah, and what I wanted to tie that that kind of idea of growth and reinvesting in your company, and I wanted to just ask you a question. I know we're kind of we're at about a half hour, so I'm gonna just ask just a couple more questions. Yeah. And one of them was. Does that growth ever scare you when you look at the Neomag and you look forward into your future and you realize, oh man, I just bought this expensive piece of equipment and now eventually I might have to hire somebody? What, what, what does that play in your mind, or how does that play out? Um, yeah, it's scary, especially because it was the first thing that that I had to take a loan out on. Right. Um, that changes the dy- dynamic completely. Yeah, and but it was just like. It was scary the first time that I hired somebody, um, which I've only hired one person. But but that was scary because, I mean, I might not be owing a bank money, but I now have a person right who relies that, on you that relies on me in in this business, and that I feel like that that put more pressure than what the than what this did, but. Um, I mean, it was, 
I feel like either this thing is going to be a big burden <clears throat> and expensive thing that's going to drag things down, or it's going to be something that propels us into a whole other atmosphere. It, I feel like it's going to be one or the other thing. Right. Um, and my opinion is it's going to propel you. But um, I'm biased. I'm your friend. But I, I really think it was a smart move. <laughs> yeah. And I hope it does. And I feel like it is. I, um, so I, I think does I, I think growth should scare you a little bit um there's some unknown there and um in order to grow it's going to cost you something right and and, it, and anytime you have to and i'm not talking just just money but um it, you know whatever it's going to cost you uh you aren't going to get that back yep. and whether it makes it or breaks it, you know, whether it's successful right. or not, you've, you've invested it. Right. And then off of that question, so I, I totally agree. Change in general, growth, investing in anything is scary, especially if you're just starting out. But then it always comes back to, and, and people have asked me this question, and I want to ask it to you. Do you ever regret jumping into Neomag and and I don't mean look back and wish you hadn't but maybe uh, and this is going to be kind of a longer open-ended question but maybe miss the days where you could punch in punch out life is simple I mean life is simpler sometimes when you work for somebody else but do you ever yeah. look back and kind of miss that I'm uh... That's kind of a tough question, and it's it's well. The main answer is absolutely not. Right. I mean, I mean, the easy answer is absolutely not. It's um, more complicated than that, though, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, there's days. There's it might even be days. Like there, there may be minutes or moments in time where I'm frustrated by something, or right. um, it, it's just it's a tough day. It's a down day, and um. You know, you know, for whatever reason, and I might think, man, like I remember when I could just clock out and go home, yep, uh, and I didn't have to deal with, like, I was able just to do a job, focus on that job, and nothing else, and instead of having to juggle fifty jobs that I have to do, yep, um, but I totally relate to that. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. There's yeah, especially when I have to go meet with with my accountant and do and deal with i hate that stuff yeah and no doubt me too i i pray to god that this company grows to the size where i can hire somebody that deals with that stuff and i don't have to i don't have to meet with with my product liability insurance auditor i don't have to meet with with my account now to meet you know i hope that one day i can have somebody that can deal with that stuff Right, because like you said, you wear literally 50 hats when yeah. you're starting out. It's crazy. You're your own accountant. You're your own tax expert. You are your product developer, your inventory manager, product quality control tester, shipping manager. I yep. mean, the list goes on and on when you get into social media. You're your marketing agent, you know, your website designer. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And that can be overwhelming. Yep. So I, I, I think I – think because we're a little over half hour, I'm going to ask you this last question. And you asked it to me. Everybody heard it last week. Uh, but let's just assume somebody got this far in the podcast and 
maybe they're never going to listen to this again. But they gave us three episodes. They're going to give us four episodes just to feel us out. What is the one piece of advice that you would give this person right now listening to this podcast? Man, and it's so tough to just have one thing. Um, and I, you know, I, I agreed with yours so much last week that I could have said the same thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of try to take a different. Uh, That's okay if you want to copy me. I get it. <laughs> um, do do what you want to do because being able to have your own business if 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 you're the right type of person is one of the most rewarding things that that you'll do you will never it, it it's true what they say that that if you do what you love you'll never have to work a day in your life and that's and that's truly how i feel um do it do it smart don't don't rush things um you know let it's kind of where I was going before, and I decided to uh, to stop to kind of come back to it. Is um, and obviously I can't say that that it doesn't work to come up with um, an idea and a concept, and then try to turn that into a business, or, or sorry, the other way around, to try to create this business and then come to market with it. Um, but I feel like if you can, if you can create something where, where there's a need and a demand, and let that turn into a business, um, you're 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 going to be more successful. Um, right. Be willing to take chances. Be willing to uh, to take risk. There's, I feel like that's ninety percent of being a business owner is taking risks. Um, especially if you're doing something that's not been done before. <clears throat> I don't know if you're if you're a pizza shop owner, that's probably kind of a standard. Here's here's what you do. Um, but if you're doing something that that really is unique, um, you're going to have to take some chances and and do some things that that uh, that's going to be scary. Yeah, for sure, man. You uh, might be in uncharted territory. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds of things I could say. You know, I think finding um, mentors is huge. Find you know, find somebody who um, who has been where you've been that you can lean on, and that uh, especially if you're like us, where you know, I've never taken a business class in my life. Right. Um, and so I really had a lot of questions and I've had to figure out how to do this as I'm going along um, and you know having having people to reach out to um, that ask questions has been has really made a big difference for me awesome well uh, I guess at this point you know we're at around 40 minutes or so in this recording so I think we should probably wrap it up for today but I think that was a pretty good look guys into greg and the the story behind neomag and and how it started and and what went into that um is there anything else you want to add before we close this out today greg um not really i think uh i'm looking forward to kind of 
next week being able to to kind of start getting into what we kind of picture this podcast really looking like. Right. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that just, too. In fact, we were you know, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, I, and I said, "Dude, we we got to stop. You got to stop talking about this stuff when we're not recording, because because uh, what we were talking about before the recording, I felt like it'd be something good to put on the podcast." So. Yeah, and after um, we close this off, I got to write down some notes because I think that's a good topic to get into. Yeah, but cool. Yes. Uh, so, guys, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Again, you're listening to Forging the Journey podcast. My name's Jared. The company is TA Targets. And I don't think maybe, Greg, we don't have to close out every time with this. But um, just Doesn't for hurt. guys that are just jumping on, you know, check me out at TA Targets. And, Greg, where can they find more information about the Neomag and, you know, maybe get in touch with you? Uh, the the Neomag.com is our website. Uh, the Neomag on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, we, and, they, and they can also email us at forgingthejourney at gmail.com. I, I always forget have. that part. I forget that we have our own email for this. That, that, and and that, may, that, may, that may be one of the most important things because I really, I would love for people to email us and, and create that community. Yeah, and ask more questions. Yep. And, um, you know, because we are trying to keep us under 45 minutes, so we don't necessarily always get to. Uh, to, to dive deep into into things. So if there's if there's something that that people want to know more about, they can definitely uh, reach out to us. Yeah. So again, guys, that's forgingthejourney at gmail dot com. We appreciate you tuning in to Forging the Journey podcast. Check it out next week again. You're going to get an episode, and now we're going to actually dive into topics that are on our minds and our hearts, and we think that are, you're going to truly benefit from them. So until next time, guys. This is Jared, and we are signing out. All right, man. Have a great week. Yeah. Take care, man. Talk to you next time. All right.